1: Boom, we can't get fooled
0: again. Uh, All right, right. good to go, Marcus. Good to go. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Ben Kissel. As always, joined by Marcus Parks. Today's guest is Louiso Gola. He is the host of the South African Daily Show, uh, Late Night News. Thanks so much for being here, Louisa.
1: Uh, Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, so where did the we were just talking about what's the name of this band? Die ant antwort. The Antwort.
1: The the word Antwort means answer in Afrikaans. Oh, so it's the answer. The answer, yeah. Die Antwort. And you're die, good. For die die well I'm I'm mates with him. I know him because I used to rap as well. Oh, okay. And he used to rhyme in the when I was in high school he was rhyming and he had this group called Max Normal, uh Waddy Jones. I don't know he calls himself Ninja now. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, but I know him as Waddy Jones. Okay he used to call himself Waddy Jones from Max normal he was a cool rapper always he was he always had this great ability to reinvent himself and just you know he had two then he had this other band after that and then he just started to onward and each one of them was successful right yeah he was always been able to just evolve and evolve and evolve and evolve and evolve
0: and now he's a world star uh, he's, a, he's a he's a huge star all yeah. around the world an actor now as well um and In great a- tattoos. Great tattoos, um, and obviously no, those tattoos are horrible. <laughs> but they look good on him. They look good on him. And then, obviously, you uh, you do comedy. You do the the late night news show. Um, and uh, is it seems like these South African artists are uh, really starting to get more exposure than ever before.
1: Yet it seems like it i think it's uh it's 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 work in progress because people are used to what they're used to so yeah. you know you can't just bombard them with new stuff it has to be gradual right and i think i mean i think i think merit is is you know is has to be the winner here like it's not about it's about who funnier and who's makes the better art or who's different or whatever the case right but at the end of the day the audience always sort of decides i think so it's not like it's not like a takeover per se it's not like a it's a it's not like a un i don't know if this word exists
0: unmerited unmerited (laughs) Mm -hmm. unwarranted yeah Yeah, unwarranted
1: you know it's not like a takeover without merit i think there's a great deal Of, merit in, of
0: talent in, 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 coming from South yeah, Africa. Yeah, there's a lot of talent
1: in South Africa.
0: Yeah. When did you start doing uh, the late night news show? I started doing it um, uh, late
1: 2010. I remember it okay. was after the World Cup. We were supposed to TX um, just before the World Cup. And then the channel was like, no...
0: Why not? What, is, this, is South African, is it, uh, is it state-run television or are these well, private there's, companies? Well, there's
1: private companies and then there's state-run television. We used to be on the state-run television uh, before. We had this uh, sketch show called The Pure Monati Show. Which the, what the what show? The Pure Monati Show. So Pure Monati, is, I mean, it's a mixture of languages. We have 11 languages, so it's like...
0: In South Africa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Official you' all got to choose one <laughs> that's just too many languages
1: yeah 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 yeah
0: <laughs> oh my god, what was uh, so two thousand and ten fairly new, I would assume that working on the government channel would probably... governments tend not to have the greatest senses of humor and of of course South african's government um describe what 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 is the South African government situation going uh right now
1: well, I mean um we have a government that is uh two thirds majority. Winner in elections, so they they get two thirds of the votes. So. Are they
0: conservative or like liberal? Well, or? I mean, they, it, it varies. I think
1: uh, as it stands, they very, uh, they mildly conservative. Okay. They're not like extremely uh, conservative uh, people. But I mean, on the channel, there's a lot of edgy content, but. They would like to control the edge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, so I mean, I don't I wouldn't say they're not edgy. I just would say that they like to control the edge. It's, so, the,
0: it's the equivalent of having your gym teacher also want to do the uh, direct the school play. yeah, <laughs> you, know, yeah. You're, you can only go so far with certain people.
1: yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm
0: assuming the South African government official doesn't have the greatest sense of humor.
1: no, they they actually listen, here's the thing. we um so we have a our show on a different channel, which is a pay channel. okay. Um, and then we we talk about these politicians in government, but they still come to our show and do interviews. Because at the end of the show, we have this puppet that interviews uh, all of the politicians, and so we right. sit there and they literally talk to this puppet. And this is probably the most offensive puppet I've ever come across. <laughs> and do uh, so 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 they do in a sense have that sense of humor of we get what you guys are doing. We we get that. What satire is Right We might not Be able to make it exist In our state run channel But we can We can We can Be part of it Is it, we, it a relatively we,
0: Is it a relatively new phenomenon Just the notion of satire Well
1: Well, well Satire Satire has existed uh, Throughout um, well, even during apartheid, there was, there was satirist.
0: What was what was the sense of humor during apartheid? Like, what was it? Was it racially driven? Was it divisive, or did it try to bring people together?
1: Um, what the humor during apartheid? Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't. know. I, I. I. I mean, listen. When I talk to to acts of that time, I mean, there's a, a gentleman who's done comedy for a long time, Mr. Joe Mafella. Okay, and he was. So we we at these awards, this South African film television, and I'm sitting next to him, and he's like, wow, this is great. And he has, we have, like, this genuine moment, and he says, this is awesome. In 1967, he remembers uh, having a wage strike, and they wanted, they were getting paid uh, five bucks a call. Okay. Right? And now it's like 50, if you put it in today's money... Was probably like fifty cents, seventy-five cents a call, and they couldn't eat with the so that so so the, the the crew and everyone who worked on the thing and as actors they wouldn't be catered for food. You had to bring your right. own food, and you'd get like fifty cents too. And he was like, "This is awesome compared to then." He said, it, the, "The working conditions were so bad, right? But I had to get up there in front of the screen and make people laugh."
0: And when you say call, you mean performance? Performance, yeah, yeah, yeah performance, yeah.
1: So it, it, he, so I mean, I, I can imagine it was tough, right? But I mean, you know, like it's it's the same with everything. It's it's things are happening in Ukraine, but there's a war in Ukraine, but there's a kid having a birthday at the same time. Right, right. So right. so when you when you look back 30 years from now and you ask him that he'll like, "Oh, I had a cool, quite a cool birthday." Right. Right, right, like, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So the war is 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 one thing, but people's lives to a large, well, to a small extent they they continue. Yeah. And they, uh, every once in a while rocket might hit you in the ass, but otherwise, you know. Right, you know, right,
0: right. Right, you know what I mean? Yeah, so
1: well, I, Rock- so, so so I would assume that the humor was also just a way for them to stay afloat, you know?
0: Right. Well, if a rocket would come and hit me in the, uh, in the ass, I'd just suck it right in. I got, I got a lot of room to, for it to go. It'll implode inside of me, explode inside of me, and I'll just exhale a little, exhale a little smoke and everything will be totally fine. Um, when it comes to South Africa, it's, it's amazing that politicians have the... Um, have the confidence in comedy to go and perform on your show. Uh, I watch a lot of the old roasts, the old Dean Martin roast, mm, you know right. Ralph Nader used to be on them and, uh, and uh, Barry Goldwater, really some large names in today's um in today's america but there does seem to be a, uh, a a chilling effect when it comes to politicians being willing uh to engage in comedy and so it's pretty phenomenal that you're able to get these folks on your television show and they don't feel like they're being politically threatened how do you toe the line when you have somebody on your show obviously you want to rib them obviously you want to uh you know mock them a little bit and uh, you know uh you know strike a good populist vibe but how do you strike the the middle ground of uh in not embarrassing them and not making them look terrible
1: well it, it, we we've been on air for 4 years now so we've done like maybe close to 200 episodes so for the first about 100 episodes we had to sort of win the trust right. of the people we were making fun of. Not necessarily be like, oh, no, we're not that hard on you, whatever the case is. We had to go, we we're quite well balanced and well informed about the subject that we we're talking about. So when they come to the show to, you know, uh, to be ridiculed, in vertical commas, what, they just have to trust that we that's not the intention per se. It's right. too, it's too make them answer the necessary questions at the time right and and add some humor to it it's not to ridicule them so we had to really trust them and and they came gradually bit by bit we started getting smaller politicians right. youth league leaders uh, came into the show and then we started getting ministers and we're getting government spokespeople and all that kind of stuff so we 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 had to win their trust. They were quite reluctant initially.
0: I'm sure. Was there at any time that you were interviewing a politician and you went too far with a bit, and they just became livid, and they're like, "I'll never do that show again. We're shutting you down."
1: Oh yeah, there were. I don't know if I should ever talk about this. Um,
0: well, just feel free. It's a podcast. It's recorded for all of history. Just talk. About uh, it.
1: There's a there's a actually it's quite it's like funny that you ask me because there's a there's a uh, the 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 major op- opposition leader. Yeah. In South Africa, who just retired today.
0: What was his name? Her name. Her name, oh, okay.
1: Helen Zilla. Okay. So she she actually just, just had a press conference today and said she's retiring from the opposition party called the Democratic Alliance. So she, one of our early interviews, we were quite like, oh, we've got we've got a, a a bigish politician on the show and the puppet went so hard on her she started crying
0: <laughs> the puppet went so hard on her she started crying yeah yeah so <laughs> only in comedy and so, bizarre so, so, porno so, uh, yes. does that uh, does that sentence exist so
1: so what happened was what happened was because we're at that stage where we were trying to win over politicians you have to sign off on it okay And she didn't sign off oh so she was like, nah, I'll do this interview again. I can't. She, I don't know what she was going through. Maybe she, I mean, I don't think it was a puppet. I mean, she's de- she's dealt with um, harder right. issues in, in politics. It, yeah. But this, she cried and we, we couldn't use that footage. And also we wouldn't have wanted to use the footage because that would...
0: Uh, deter a lot right. of the guys, you know, so we, and it also kind of make you look like a bully as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> not
1: what we wanted. That's not yeah, what we yeah. wanted,
0: yeah. Even though she's the one in charge, um, it, yeah. reminds, it reminds me of that Black Mirror episode with the uh, cartoon. I think I believe it's a bear, mm-hmm. the animated bear. Is, is that sort of what the this have you ever seen the uh, the BBC no. show, uh, Black Mirror? No, no, you've got to check it out. So, with the uh, with the puppet, um, okay, is like,
1: crazy story about the puppet?
0: Of course, so. Um, we can talk the entire hour about the
1: puppet. <laughs> <I> <laughs> no, no. Non-stop <laughs> puppet talk. So, so this puppet's name is uh, Mr. Chester Missing. That's, that's the puppet's name. Okay. And the puppet... Um, what kind of puppet is it? It's like a... It's like a... It's a human being. Oh, okay. It's a human being. In commas. So there's this really very nazi pop star in South Africa...
0: Nazi-ish?
1: I would, yeah, he's very right, and he's always like, white people are superior. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And this is played on radio and on television, this is well, a mainstream he's, he's, man?
1: He's, well, I mean, there's a very um, big, uh, well, big-ish uh, Afrikaans community that he's got a fan base. Sure, and these, this right. should be
0: the racist, yeah, white and tend to be yeah, white, yeah. I assume. Yeah,
1: and he's really like, man, he says quite a, the most, you know, he... Takes it there, so he tweeted something. I don't remember what he tweeted, and the puppet's account, uh, and the puppet responded on Twitter. Okay. And then what happened was, the right wing dude, uh, got a gagging order from the court. Okay. To get the puppet to stop tweeting. (laughs) He gag. He
0: put a gag order on the puppet. Does he know there's a human being (laughs) attached to the puppet, or does he think the puppet's (laughs) real?
1: Dude, I don't know what the, I don't know what the hell was going in his mind, and they had a court case, and the puppet had to be in court. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, literally, uh, the puppet had to be in court. You gotta look up the story.
1: You yes, look bro, up the story. what's, that, what's just, the
0: name of the pop star? Uh, Steve Hoffman. um Okay, so the puppet is in court, and the man's just holding it on his hand. And did the puppet have to go testify? Yes. <laughs> did he testify as the puppet? <laughs>
1: No way No, no, no okay. no! It wasn't that extreme But it <laughs> You know Because The person who was tweeting Behind the puppets Account Was um, It was It was a funny thing It was like But right. But but, uh, Steve Hoffman Lost the the court case
0: I hope that so. He lost to a puppet. Yeah, he lost to a puppet. That's and good.
1: That's, his, that's that's something he's going to take to the grave.
0: What's more embarrassing than suing a puppet, losing the lawsuit? You better have you better have a very solid case <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're going to sue a puppet. You better not lose that one. So if this man is mainstream when it comes to uh, you know his uh, his right wing extremism and his racism, uh, is it is or what are the racial? Uh, um, what, what's it like right now? What are the tensions like in South Africa? Well,
1: right now, last week, um, I don't know if you know uh, John Cecil Rhodes.
0: I don't. Who is he?
1: Well, he's a super colonialist. Okay. And he, I mean, before Zimbabwe was called Zimbabwe, it was named Rhodesia. Okay. And it was named after uh, John Cecil Rhodes. Oh, wow. So he he took over a lot of... Um, Land and ownership of stuff in South Africa very brutally.
0: Okay, sort of yeah. a Bloomberg type.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's
0: <laughs> not, not quite.
1: So he, I mean, um, in 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 uh, in the University of Cape Town this past week, what had happened? Well, the, it it's it been bubbling for a couple of weeks. The students were like, "Why we? Why do we have statues of this human in our right. university that is thriving for?" Diversity, this guy has to go so right. Uh, I think Thursday at five, the statue fell
0: like Saddam's statue yeah, fell yeah, when yeah, we beat their Yeah, yeah. Were yeah, at, yeah, yeah. Did they throw shoes at it and things they like that? They threw shit at it, they threw shit at it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> 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 they, they one upped it, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They, 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 yeah. So, um, so that's I, a sp- I've been, I've been texting all my friends who. Yeah. Who, uh, went to the university and I was like well you guys walk past the statue every day you did nothing you should be ashamed of yourself <laughs> right, so right. it's like these young 21 year olds and 19 year olds who actually toppled the statue so that this big debate about should these statues be around and there's a right. lot of those sort of super colonialist statues
0: what's the what would be an argument that could be made for keeping the statues around I know when um we just obviously had the yeah. uh, the anniversary of Selma and I forget <laughs> the name of the bridge but it's named after a white supremacist former member of the KKK and a lot of people wanted to change the name of the bridge uh to the Martin Luther King Bridge and uh, some older people actually from Selma said that they wanted to maintain the name of the bridge because it it, uh, uh, it allowed people to remember how important it was that they crossed it. Because right. there was this racist bigot who whose name is on this bridge, and these black people crossed it, and they made a huge statement. And the statement was greater because uh, this man was a former grand wizard in the KKK. Is there, a, um, is there any sort of rationale for keeping these statues around to uh, remember the racist past, or is it just is it still in the point of just total transition?
1: I, I, I'm I, half and half. I'm half and half. Yeah. I'm, my one foot is in it, it's in that um, space of there's a great deal of importance in in remembering and maybe a statue will remind, uh, rem, remind us more than, you know, I don't know, maybe a history book or whatever the case is. But I also right. think, like, in a university, I think there's a lot of, like, in this particular case with John Cecil Rhodes, the kids in the university are thriving for I don't know diversion. This because because the, the, the institution itself is still colonial. Okay. Right? So they like I come from a rural part of the world. Right. And I get here and I feel out of place. And but it's still my own country. So I think that the removal of John Cecil Rhodes is a step towards reaching that point of diversity. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think. I think. In, in. In. I think. I think. I mean. I think because you must remember this particular statue is at the university. Right. And there's a particular purpose in it falling. But I think in general. Right. I think in general there there there's great value in. Having these statues right. to remind us. I mean, I'm 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 half and half. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not absolute on 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 any issue. I'm not absolute on any issue. I'm, well, that's why you do comedy because you're yeah, smart
0: enough to see both sides. Yeah,
1: well, I I don't also like to be uh, smart. Yeah, smart is also relative. I do dumb. Sh- I do a lot of dumb shit that right. will cancel every smart shit I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what was one of the What was one of the dumber uh, sketches you ever did on the late night news?
1: We did Oh well I'll tell you about A sketch that got us A lot of flack We did a whole thing About Jesus coming back
0: Did he? <laughs> no, 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 no. Why am I still here? You <laughs> missed it Oh I did? Oh damn it I'm watching the wrong Programs
1: <laughs> No but uh, So Jesus uh, Comes back And is But at the Black end, Jesus Or white Jesus uh, I think it was a mixed Jesus. Oh, it was a mixed g- Jesus. But we, I know. On. No, actually, it was a white Jesus. White, Je- Je- white Jesus. White Jesus? Funny enough, and at the end, it turns out to be Mexican. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> and hey, and that Zeus. Was a gag. Yeah, yeah, he's, and
1: people are like, what the fuck? Well, I mean, I, that was one thing. I I think now we get away with so much more than we did before.
0: What was something that you get away with now that while you're doing it, you knew that this would never pass 10, 5, whatever years ago?
1: Um... Calling the president an idiot—that
0: was huge. That's a, that's because a, I mean in America we've been doing that for many years. We've had decades, yeah, centuries, whatever. That's like the national pastime is calling the yeah, uh, yeah. the president an idiot. What would happen previously if you called the president? I don't an idiot? think
1: so. I don't think you anything would happen. I think that people would also just be like, "Well, you can't do that."
0: So the people would be upset on behalf yeah, of yeah, the president, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. As opposed, I don't think the president would be upset. I think I think he'd be, you know, I think he'd be. I don't know. I think he'll just be like, ah, these kids are full of shit, whatever. Right. But I don't think he would um, be upset. But there will be people who would be on his behalf and, you know, w- wouldn't like it. But I think for me, the the bigger thing is what's normal. You must remember, like, it's like, I always talk about American sports and versus every other sport in the world. Mm-hmm. Americans are socialized to consume high scoring sports. Yes, Right, so it's it's what you know. So when you watch football, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. You go, ah, oh,
0: well, it's a troll, whatever the case is. You know, they you know literally I mean? gave six points to one point. Yeah, That's yeah, what they yeah, did. yeah, you yeah, just, yeah, It yeah. should all be
1: one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, so 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 it's it's what people are socialized to know, right? And so for me, what's what's even more important is how uh, the kind of, the kind of show and the kind of topics we talk about. Are changing the way people are socialized to see the people that represent them. Right, they just normal human beings who actually supposed to be serving you, as opposed to people that you're afraid of all the time.
0: And so, did was there a huge? There was a large sort of a a a fear factor of the government. Um, And so, was that one of the intents of doing this show was to sort of humanize these people in government and uh, make people feel empowered to either like them or, or not like them or get them out of office or I
1: I think that would be probably 30% of the reason I did the show.
0: Yeah. And and and
1: that 30% was also eventual. Right. Because I think that initially we just didn't have I mean there were satirists uh, in, in forms of cartoon and just stage plays and you know there's we have a, a strong history of of, of satire in safka but what I wanted to do was a a satire show that Represented a person my age and spoke my language, right? Because all the people who were, were activists in apartheid, the people who were doing satire. They weren't really up with the, with the times, and they didn't. Really, in what
0: way weren't they up with the times? They
1: didn't know my issue. And what is your issue? My issue. Well, I mean, my issue. I'm 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 a very complicated human being as a young South African. I'm dealing with um, economic strong arming you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I, I'm trying to participate in the economy, and I'm, I, I'm, 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 I'm trying to find myself. I mean, listen, we all differ. We all differ, and we're all trying to um, figure figure it all out. But we have unemployment is high amongst the youth in South Africa.
0: What's the unemployment number among the youth? What is? I think is it like. Forty percent. Forty percent. Yeah, yeah. And is that ten, does that go by uh, think, racial? What's that, the think, is, is there a lot of racial disparity in that number? Or yeah, I think. Listen,
1: nineteen ninety. I mean, nineteen ninety four. The where 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 the country was being was going through the change. Um, the, the fundamental things didn't change. Right. So fund- by fundamental, I mean land ownership didn't change. Right, um, ghettos didn't get away-, go away. Ghettos were still there. Um, right, people who owned everything still owned everything. Right. Um, so economically, you are still feeling the same pressure. So would you say you it was you, more you, like- you 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 allowed to participate, but you can't because you don't have the capital? Right. You don't, you know, you can you, you don't, you, you, you. So I'm saying that the, str- like, so the people who who maybe to a large extent were active during that time in the satire space maybe didn't get what I'm trying to do. Right. Like, I'm trying to buy property, but the bank still looks at me a specific way because the bank was started in the 60s. And- right. Do you, do you understand? So- yeah, yeah.
0: And is there a sense, do, is there any sort of backlash that you've gotten from that community? Uh, from? from the older civil rights uh movement community oh who, no no not really. they support I, what you're doing
1: yeah yeah I, I don't think I don't I don't think uh, they um uh, against me I think they you know they they really trying to understand us more than anything I think the young people of I mean if you look at like just the uh, the art that comes out in South Africa, just the, the, the written word and stuff that comes out of South Africa, it's, it's amazing stuff, you know? And right. it's just indicative of what's happening there. It's like you got all these people who are frustrated economically.
0: Right. So, I mean, would you say, I mean, obviously the end of apartheid, it's amazing, but uh, like you were saying with land ownership and nothing really changed on a core level, it was mostly just symbolic. Was it a symbolic victory? No, it wasn't. I mean...
1: It wasn't. I don't think it was symbolic. I think it was more than uh, being symbolic. I think there were. Listen, if you if you have a situation where there's a war pending, right. I think you know if you those guys took a really crappy deal.
0: Who who, who took the, a crappy Nelson deal? Nelson
1: Mandela and the gang. They did. Why? It was a... I mean, you... Political... Po- political without economic is, is a bizarre... Right. Not a bizarre. It's a, it's a... It's, you know... Business will always control the politics. Right. So right. you want to be able to... Um. The, the guys who have the most power...
0: Mm-hmm. Haven't changed. Yeah. Right.
1: So, so in, in that sense... But you were dealing with stubborn people as well. Right. And... If if the negotiations took a little bit longer, we could be dealing with a like a totally different South Africa. So now we have the opportunity, post all of that, right. to deal with it, amicably.
0: So do you think that Nelson Mandela? Do you, do you, do you find him to be the success that he is touted to be?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I think it's yeah yeah yeah. I have. I have absolutely zero bad to say about Nelson Mandela.
0: Do you see any similarities as far as with Barack Obama? Now, racial tensions, you could argue, are sort of worse than ever because of camera phones uh, and because we're seeing all these cops do the terrible things uh, in neighborhoods we've never seen before. Um, do you do you see any similarities between Nelson Mandela's rise and Barack Obama where the power structure hasn't really changed on uh, on a lot of local levels and a lot of in uh, in the more powerful people of government levels and business and things.
1: Yeah, but the, I mean, those people
0: are clingy people. They want the, they're clinging to their power.
1: Yeah, they are clingy people to whatever they have. So, for for me, uh, symbolically, what Nelson Mandela and Barack Obama stand for, right? It's bigger than... You, you. You. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like the first black... Pre- like, this this bit about Chris Rock talking about there will never be a black... Pre- you, you know
0: that. Bit. Of course, yeah.
1: And I don't think in the slightest way he did not believe that. He right. absolutely believed there not. And then that was the sentiment around. Now, for that to change is bigger yeah. than anything did at this you, particular point. Right. I, so, so for me, uh, Nelson Mandela is... Is is symbolically ideology, is, is ideology, and just I think it was very calculated. I, listen, Nelson Mandela, guys, you don't understand. There was so there was a, a communist leader called um, the leader of the SACP at the time, and he was tipped to be the president okay. of South Africa. And he well, he, I don't know. I mean, he, 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 Things were still going to go to elections, all kind of stuff. But,
0: yeah, but you know, but yeah. he
1: was he was he was he he was the most popular out of all of them. And right. His name was Chris Hatton, and he was assassinated by right wings. Okay, in South Africa, the guy is still actually um, the guy who killed him is in jail, and he's doing and he's got cancer now. So sort of a William Robert Coperilli. Kennedy, yeah. So they shot, That's so they true, shot him, yeah. and th- I remember that day the guy got shot it was 1993 it was about 8 months before the actual elections the first democratic elections right and the right wing and the country was on the brink of a civil war
0: describe the tension
1: it was bad man they started looting stores Mm -hmm. like (laughs) it it was a bad time to just exist in, in South Africa like you know it was bad like black people were mad because they loved this guy right and,
0: um, was this a white guy or a black, black guy? Dude, he a was black dude. Black communist.
1: Black, I mean, you know. Um, okay. And he... And the and Nelson Mandela went on television and he said, everybody calm the fuck down. Not
0: in those words. Oh, he didn't <laughs> say it in those words? Nelson Mandela didn't say everybody calm the fuck down? I'm shocked that wasn't yeah. verbatim. No, no, no. I had that on a poster and, in my college dorm room. Nelson yeah, yeah. Mandela, calm the fuck down. Martin Luther King's I had a fucking dream speech. <laughs>
1: uh, of course. So he... You know, and the whole country was like, "Okay, we got you. We're gonna go vote, and right. everything's is cool." You can't. You gotta respect that. Right. You have to absolutely respect that. And he, he, I think he genuinely wanted everyone. He just wanted a peaceful transition. Right. Like it didn't. He didn't want a, a Rwanda. He didn't want like a right. war. He just. He, it, you
0: know. I mean, could a comedy show like yours exist in 1993?
1: 1993 was a very hardcore time man. Right. Yeah, I remember 1993, trucks burned out, come back from school. Uh, I remember this one time, it's actually this American girl died. I don't know what the fuck she was doing in the ghetto.
0: She was having fun, you know. No, she mm-hmm. was
1: like a stu- a volunteer student. Her name is Amy
0: Bill. Amy Bill.
1: Yeah, so okay. she was fucking, you know, she was in um she I actually saw her get killed.
0: How uh, how did you uh I see I what
1: I so what used to happen I li- when we lived in the ghetto what used to happen was that there was a time where they were like, "Well, fuck it. Uh we're going to fucking take over everything that's government." So you, the, so anything any corporation couldn't function in the ghetto because they would burn the trucks. Who's they? The people. Okay. The people were like, fuck it. We'll, we, we, we're revolting against the government. We're going to make the state collapse. We're going to make it dysfunctional. We're going to make the country ungovernable. Right. But it used to happen in, sp- in, in you know, like... Small in, pockets. Well, not pockets, spark- but it would be like, um, how can I... It would happen one week and then it will die out sure. and it will happen again. So it's unpredictable.
0: Right. Sporadic, so, yeah. Yeah, that's the word.
1: Sporadic. Everything used to happen very sporadically. So it's one time. Uh, we'd chill it. We chilling, and I mean, I must have been like eight, nine, eight, nine, oh, that age. Yeah, yeah, I was nine years old in ninety, in nine, in ninety three. So the trucks would come, and then the older guys would come raid the trucks, burn them.
0: These are military trucks.
1: No, these are just, just, just trucks delivering milk and bullshit. Oh, okay. Yeah, just post postage. Right. Anything that's coming to the ghetto just gets fucked up. Okay. Cool. So they'll. Take these trucks and, and there'll be boxes of milk and chocolate, and we'll hand them out. So I was so we would chill about, I don't know, maybe three hundred meters away and watch it all happen. But as soon as they started unloading the trucks, would run and grab shit and take it home. Right, right. So this one time, we're all standing there, and then this car comes. I mean, this is probably the this is the worst time to be white in the ghetto. Mm-hmm. at this time and she pulls in and I just remember these dudes running towards a car Yeah, and I mean it was chaotic I remember it and, we were, and I remember my friends going shit I don't know what's going on but this is not a truck this seems quite hardcore and we just went home then I remember the next day it was in the news oh this American student who was in the ghetto at this time right. was killed and I was like Doing that? Like, right. You know what I mean? So she was just at the wrong place, wrong time. Didn't fully understand didn't how full, real the, yeah, the danger the, was. The shit was, you know. And um, it was so funny. We, then I had two t- t- um, years later, I started doing stand-up. And I was telling the exact same story to so a So you friend. started doing stand-up at 11 years old? No, at 17. 17, okay. Yeah, so years later, I started oh, doing stand-up. Later. I started doing stand-up. And funny enough, there was a dude who used to do, like, freestyle, funny stuff that used to... Open for the shows that we used to do back in Cape Town, uh, called Sky Sky One Eight Nine. Who now lives in Switzerland, some shit. Like that. Okay, and I told him the story, and he was like, "I was in that fucking car." I, he just got away and ran. That's
0: insane.
1: I know. Right? He was like, "Oh, I was in that car. That was my friend." I was like, "Oh shit, this is
0: crazy." And, and what was she got beat to death, or was she it? She got a- beat. She got. I th- she got stoned to death. She got stoned to death. Yeah, I think Damn. she
1: got stoned and stabbed. I don't. I don't. This is if four
0: know. different people were convicted of killing her? Wow. Yeah, it's a big yeah, deal. Yeah. I mean, hell, it's got a Wikipedia page. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I actually fucking saw that shit. I was like, wow, this is
0: very intense. So at that point, I mean, you're nine years old. You're growing up in unbelievable violence. Um, what? At what point did you? Realize that you had a sense of humor. What point did you realize that comedy might actually be a saving grace um, in the face of? I mean, this is that's really horrific stuff. No,
1: but I mean, this is 1993 though,
0: right? This is 93, so
1: I only started doing stand up 2000, 2004, right? 2000, no, 2002, 2000,
0: 2000. But these things have to shape your, your worldview. I mean. Uh, how did you find how did you avoid anger how did you avoid uh, picking up a rock I'm fucking and angry <laughs>
1: <laughs> what the fuck you mean I avoided anger I'm angry right now No.
0: Yeah, that, that's a good point I stand corrected you are a stand-up comedian how'd you uh um, why don't you get less angry
1: I don't know man I think I don't know I really don't I really don't know I mean I, I pff, shit I've seen some wild shit <laughs> yeah 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 but I don't know I, don't, I mean I started doing stand up at 17
0: right were your parents happy with you when you did stand up or was it such a foreign notion i know a lot of my uh, first generation friends i am uh, one myself when you tell when you uh, my friend cena for example who does a great show called the brighter side here on cave comedy radio uh, when he told his parents that he wanted to do comedy they're from iran and uh, the concept was completely yeah. unheard of. And then also they felt as if it was beneath the, uh, the name, you know, beneath the, the uh, Gaznavid name to do stand-up. It was considered like a, a person lesser than would do that. Yeah. Did, you find, uh, did you find that to be the sentiment or did you kind of rise uh, to uh, – or, or is the time now in South Africa a little bit more respectful of the, uh, of the art of comedy? Yeah,
1: I think now you started doing stand up, uh, your parents. But I think at the time, at the time when I started doing stand up, it was in high school. So I was 17 and I was doing all these shows around town. I'd get home late. I even flunked the grade. Did your parents want to kill you? Uh, My mom wanted to kill me. (laughs) I mean, my parents were separated at the time. Okay. So I was I was with I was living with my mom and she was just finding it hard to raise a dude who yeah. was you know, who had a deeper voice than her, taller than her. You're very tall. Didn't give a fuck, you know. She
0: shouldn't be that's a relief. if she had a deeper voice than you and she was taller than you, that would be a living nightmare for the woman. She'd be in a museum somewhere when she dies. So she so she,
1: so I mean I, I just I was I mean I was a I was a fucked up kid um, because of my my parents not to be, being together that separation thing so right right so for me for her raising me uh it, it was a tough thing so I I was a I was a bad kid what were some of the I, things that you do I, I used I, to I skip school right I, I used to skip school bunk school I used to um smoke a lot of weed
0: yeah, yeah I mean so far, no different from what Yeah, yeah. So far, we're very, very good <laughs> yeah, friends. All, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah uh, but I know the grades drastically dropped. Um, but I just I I used to play basketball uh, for for a university and a couple of people and and people thought I was a great basketball a prospect. They wanted to train me. Right, they wanted right, to, right. Like you can get a, a scholarship and go. Yeah. I didn't give a fuck. I really didn't give a fuck. Right. So when I started doing stand-up, I was able to go, I don't want to do basketball, but I've got something else. Right. I feel like I always, so I always, kids always ask me, I mean, in South Africa, or, so how do I convince my parent I'm doing this thing? And I think parents work with trust. That's it. They just go, I. Tr- if you've done dumb shit throughout your life, right, right. they just don't trust you. right. So you have to build trust. So they trust you to make a a, a good, to still guide you there and there, but they generally trust your decision-making ability because you've proven it to them. So for me, I gradually started building her trust because the last two years of high school, I was doing stand-up. My grades were getting better. Okay. Um, And I was doing stand-up, so... and I told her, fuck, she said, you got to choose. So she gave me like, I'm giving you a month to choose. Do you want to play basketball? Because basketball was taking a lot, a lot of my time with the training and right. the games and the traveling to games and all that kind of stuff. And I had to work out. And I was like, uh, actually, I'm going to quit basketball. I'm going to focus on stand-up and I'm going to, you know, go back to school. And, just, and then she's like, okay, well, that's a good deal. Let's go. Oh, okay. And so I think she still just thought of it as a curricular, extracurricular right. activity. Until I won a competition. She was like, Oh shit. Okay, this is slightly serious. And then my final year in high school, she was trying to get me to go to university as uh, she was she would come she would come with all these application forms, You gotta go to this university, right. go to this school, do this and I would not give a shit. And uh, but I would pretend sometimes, Oh, I went to the interview, it went really bad. I didn't fucking go, I didn't even submit the thing, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Um And then my final year in high school, the last exam I wrote, I don't know how you guys do it here, but we write exams, and you have your last exam, and you sort of go cool, and you're done with high school, and they send you the results like a month later.
0: I actually like that. We have a terrible system in this country right now. It's basically just filling in circle bubbles, and it's all multiple uh, answer, multiple choice, and it's just no one, people don't learn in this country any longer. I actually really enjoy that strategy. Yeah, so we write write these
1: exams, which are quite intense. um, Right. And then when I wrote my last one, I went to my mom, I said, hey, I'm moving out the house, I'm going to Joburg, I'm going to be a comic. See, it was quite a thing, you know? I mean, I was 19 at the time, and I was just like, fuck it, I'm I'm out.
0: She was not happy with this decision. She wasn't
1: entirely unhappy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like she might
1: have been. (laughs) No, I think she was happy that I'm out of home. Right. But she was worried because I'm in this new city of Johannesburg. Did
0: uh, did you come from a place where most people sort of stayed where they were? Uh, were you one of the few people to get out? I
1: was one of the, well, uh, there, there were some comics who were at university at the time that I was hanging out with, Kakiso and Tsepo and David Kao. And they would they had already left from Cape Town and they were living in Joburg. So yeah. I saw them as like, okay, cool.
0: You can do it. Yeah, yeah. I
1: could, you know, I mean, and also just a small support structure, right? That, like, if if, if you die on stage, you could share it with someone, you know right? I mean? Right, like right, that right. kind of shit. And but for the most part, a lot of dudes stayed in Cape Town, right? First of all, Cape Town is one of the most beautiful cities you will ever go to in your life, like just scenically and yeah. just the women are hard. The restaurants are the good. The weather's fantastic if you go there in the summer. In the winter, I mean, in the winter it's quite windy. It's horrible. Yeah. But it's a good place. It's hard for you to move out. Right. It's really hard. But um, why? I was like, fuck, fuck it all. I've spent my whole life here. The I hate the beach. I hate. I really hate the beach. I I'm re- not a beach guy. No, I don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really hate yeah. the beach.
0: You're in the right. The, you're in right company. You, the sand. They oversell the beach. I agree they the really be- oversell the beach pave like, oh. the damn thing every time I'm sitting there on a beach it's covered in sand it's not done yet somebody get over here get a construction crew over here and pave this fucking so, thing you
1: know what I mean yeah so I hated the beach uh, I, I was gonna miss my friends but I was like fuck you guys are two hours away uh, flying I went to Johannesburg and I started a career right and there was 2000- and, and, I, and, and, and my mom gradually listen at some point I was like I think like you just you just send like a big check home Right. And you go, fuck it, here. She'll be, oh, I need And then you're like, ah, there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, a check I, will, no one will ever say no to a check. Right. And then, I mean, so what, I, I don't think it was, I thought, even when I was sending checks, I was still like, go to my University.
0: And I, right. for
1: some crazy reason, at some point, just to shut her the fuck up, I wanted to, I, I took a year at the university.
0: What did you go for when you went to? Uh, uh, economics. Okay.
1: And I remember when I dropped out. I was in Hong Kong uh, with a friend of mine who actually lives in New York now, uh, Simon, and we were in this hill, and we were smoking a blunt, Yeah. and I was like, uh, and I had an assignment, and the assignment was due the next day, and I was like, actually, I don't give a fuck about this assignment, so I emailed my lecturer. I'm not going to handle this assignment. I quit. Fuck it. And I was done with university. I mean, I'd been in school for like six months or some shit. And thank and God, God you did it. it. <laughs> thank
0: God you did it. Now, you're obviously, you're very, very successful uh, worldwide. Mild, well, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so, but yeah. As, as, but specifically in South Africa, obviously. Yeah. Is there any resentment? Have you heard any resentment uh, stories from the people that you grew up with? Was there people, are you, um, well, okay, that's a little bit of a negative people i'm sure some people resent you but then also obviously uh on the uh, inverse of that people must look up to you and uh, like these friends of yours that moved out earlier who gave you inspiration to move on i would assume that you're uh getting a whole generation of people who look at you as an example of what they can be similar to how you looked at you know nelson mandela uh wow what's the do you feel do you feel <laughs> the significance of how important your uh your uh, you know comedy uh, sensibilities are.
1: Um, yeah, I mean sensibilities in what I talk about on stage or just se- just career career, you career do it. I mean or decision making Okay, yeah, just doing it. I think. Um, yeah, I've had a lot of feedback that um, tends to um, say that, hey, you inspired me. Right. I had a dude recently, it was at a dinner. I mean, he, he's, uh, he grew up in the, in the same ghetto as me. I think he was like maybe two years younger than me. And he, he, he came up to me. We at this dinner, and I know him, you know. And, but I haven't seen him in a long time because he lived in, in Cape Town, in Joe. And he's like, I'd never told you this, but I really was inspired. Because I did right. like, there was a show called The Fat Joe Show, and we were all in high school. And when I was in high school... Was Joe fat? He was no. His lips were though. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened? So what happened was? Uh, so what happened was? I it 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 was a late night show that was once a week, and right. it was quite cool and hip at the time. And I did a I did a four minute uh, set on there, and everyone where I was from was like, "Whoa, yeah. that's so cool!" And he told me, "Oh man, I was inspired by that." he, he felt that. A dude that I grew up with Who I know um, Around From around the way is doing something Really cool With his life And he was yeah. inspired I mean he's He's into nerdy shit He I think he's an IT person But he was inspired To Right To fucking Take on the challenge You know
0: and what, what would be one of the main motivations that you have uh, for doing the show? What If you could have any outcome from the show, let's just say it gets, you know, picked up for another 30 years, another 10 years. I know you just got 15 new episodes coming up. What would you want to, if it ended tomorrow, what would you want people to remember about the show? And what social impact do you want the show to have? Um, and not the show specifically yourself. I
1: just want, I just want uh, people to remember the show and me for. I'd like to think in the in the the stuff that I do, I'd like to think that I'm pushing boundaries right. even with subject matter and 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 so because we come from a history of you can't say that right you're going to get detained they're going to you know right I'd like to be remembered as the human being who came out post our history I mean granted it was 20 years after but was able to deconstruct how people consumed politics.
0: Right. Do you have any fear of the time you say, would you know, fear of people being detained? Do you have any fear of nah, your country man. going back to that eventually? Nah, Backsliding. nah,
1: nah. nah. I, don't, I don't have any fear of that at all. I think, I mean, I think uh, as a democratic society, we're functioning. I mean, we're going through um, a lot of teething. Right right, as a country i mean it's
0: what are some of the what are some of the um growing pains of becoming a uh, a democracy
1: um
0: well democracy is first of all, I do think um i mean just the notion of voting has to be foreign, you know right. like i mean the idea of going and casting a ballot right, somebody, right that right. must have been strange to people right uh, the first time they did it, you know
1: right well yeah, but I think that <laughs> I think that uh, I think that um um democracy is theory. So, how do you then implement all these um these things that Real come with people, the democracy? Right. Yeah, like how do you how do you then become pragmatic after it's all written on paper? So how do you then make sure everyone has a fair trial? How
0: do you get them on board with the idea? Yeah. Yeah.
1: How do you get everyone on board with the idea? And how do you make sure, you know, like how do you make sure everyone's got, okay, fair enough. We've got, um, right to life. How do you protect that? So we, we, we need to get more pragmatic about we, what we stand for, you know? So that's, that's the teething. That's 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 you know that every 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 everybody goes through those things.
0: Do you feel like it's an informed public overall? I mean, obviously your show. That's definitely what the intention of it is to. The many people get their news solely from the Daily Show and the uh, Colbert Report. Rest in peace. Um, and for is better Colbert or for Report worse. Finished? Yeah, it's done. It's the oh, nightly okay. show now, but we don't discuss that. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, oh, shit. I'm, I'm at that, uh, that party on Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I met someone who writes the for head it. The head you writer. You met the head writer, yeah. Was it her? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Was that her you were talking about earlier? No, oh, no, okay. I wish it
0: was. <laughs> right. Very, very attractive gal. Um, and very smart, extremely. Yes, um, extremely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, obviously, uh, you're you're there to inform. Do you find yourself to be almost a more credible news source than a lot of the state-run, uh, you know, news I, sites and things like that? Yeah, but I don't like that because right, I exactly.
1: I talk about the news and I think people should be aware of what's happening in the news. I, I make fun of what's happening in the news. I point out the ironies and I, I, I. I I poke fun at people who make the blunders. I don't. I don't want people to use me as the news source because. Right. Because, I think people has should watch a fair amount of news, Right. and because every news agency has a particular agenda. Now, the agenda might not be malicious, but it's an agenda nonetheless. Right. So you gotta watch one story from two different, or at least two different angles.
0: And it's amazing how different that story can yeah, be. Yeah, they can yeah, it can be.
1: So, with with me and the news, I just go, oh, man, that that is a very, you know, very NATO agenda. Or, right, right, right. A you know, so.
0: As far as freedom of, uh, you know, obviously you have freedom of speech, uh, new democracy. As far as freedom of sp- uh, press goes, do you think that it is possible for the general public to be informed? Or is everything too jaded and too biased for people to really get a good grasp of What's actually happening?
1: Well, you have to be um, proactive, even in consuming the news. Right. You can't just sit there and take it. You have to go. Okay, cool. They talking about. I mean, what happened to the? What happened to the oil leakage that was happening in the ocean just
0: a couple of years I ago? I turned the channel off. It ended. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just turned off. I That's, just turned off CNN. The whole, yeah. So,
1: so I, I think people need to. You read on the story, and you have a bit of reluctance. Read up more on the story. I mean, we have this amazing thing called the internet that. Right. That allows us to, you know, uh, um, venture in and, and see things and question things. It's and,
0: just so easy to do. It's so easy to find answers now. Yeah, I
1: know. So, so I think consuming the news is 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 that you just you you, you have to it's 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 it's, it's more pro- you have to be more proactive. Unless, as well, you you happy with the agenda of whatever the newspaper is is feeding, but I think people just need to read up on the things that are being said in the in the press, right? Because you'll find that it's blatant bullshit sometimes,
0: right? From an outside perspective, what's the South African view of America and Americans?
1: Um, Netflix. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's all House of Cards, and uh, that's the only show I've watched in the
1: I think um, I think you guys have some really dodgy foreign policies. And um, listen, here is the thing as well, because um, Americans, you guys have a very you have a very like like communism, you know? You
0: well, in, in in the fact that we want to spread our ideology, we want to spread democracy. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. Evangelical, yeah. In a way. So, yeah. so
1: I mean, I spoke about democracy earlier. In the same breath, I think democracy is overrated.
0: And why do you say that?
1: I mean, okay, I'll I'll give you I'll give you a case. Libya. Libya is better off with yeah. with the fucking dictator at the moment. Well, and so is Iraq.
0: I think so. I think as well. Our <laughs> friend Simon or Bobby disagrees with the with the uh <laughs> Do you understand Saddam what I mean? Point, I mean? I'm like,
1: "Uh, yo, okay. Um okay,
0: cool. Uh, uh, the dictator was do- I mean, okay. what is it about Libya that makes Libya unique to being um positively governed by by a dictator. I mean, Gaddafi was a nightmare. He did a lot of terrible things to a lot of people. And, uh, you know, there's there's a reason he got, you know, sodomized with a knife and shot with his own golden gun, and that was the conclusion to his life. But what was one of the reasons, do you think, that a place like Libya was able um, was more suitable for somebody like a dictator?
1: No, it's not a about a system like that. It's not about that. It's about, here's the thing. You're trying to get to an end goal. There's an end goal. So the end goal is one. The end goal might be... We want zero unemployment. Right. Right? So if a person does that through dictatorship, we got to accept that. Do you understand? We can't go, we're a democratic country, but the unemployment is 80%. So then, you know what I mean? The the democracy is not functioning. It's not working. It's like sometimes you watch the news and you go, how stupid do you think? First of all, here's the thing. No one has access to North Korea. Breaking news. Some crazy shit that the dictator did there. You're like, no, I'm not... St- you just said you have no access to the fucking place. How do you then right. have access to <laughs> this stupid shit? Right. How retarded do you think I am? So all these things about... I mean, I'm not for the guy. I just think that it's retarded that every other four months there's a crazy story about the guy killing his uncle. Remember Kim what Jong-un, You, you yeah. just said that the, you don't have fucking access. Didn't right. you say that?
0: It's stupid.
1: So... For so there's
0: a hypocrisy there. There's a hypocrisy, say,
1: yeah. and there's just like there's the because I believe constructs can be deconstructed. So democracy is a construct. It's not an absolute. It's right. not fucking. It's 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 a it's a it's a construct. It's a it's an idea. And certainly, right? been, sometimes, yeah. I, and the idea can only function in pers- in specific contexts. Right. You know what I mean? So in some context, the idea doesn't function. So people fucking deal mm-hmm. in absolutes. People go, democracy is the only way to do things. And you're like, well, not in this particular case, given the circumstances.
0: Like a Libya. I say. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a good point. Obviously, democracy doesn't necessarily work. Um, and, you know, South Africa going through the transition, it's difficult to... Um you know, it, it, it is a full. I mean, obviously, we're no longer in a democracy. It's an oligarchy. Mm-hmm. It's a, and a, uh, you know, we all know this. An oligarchy uh, with a little bit of theocracy mixed little, in. A little, little theocracy in there. <laughs> a little, um, little sprinkle. Yeah, we're kind of we're kind of doomed on that on that front. Um, but what would be the perfect government? If for you right now in South Africa are you guys are you guys as you toil with new democracy you can still mold it because it's still in the kiln or right. you know, it's not quite in the kiln you're, you're still you have it on you have it on the spinning wheel you know you have the clay and you can play with it what transitions would you like to see be made to the government and you have enough power now with your show with your celebrity to actually really make some social change what would be one issue in South Africa that you would like to see changed
1: uh man I I there's 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 a lot of issues. I I personally um, um, wouldn't like to entirely get involved in 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 politics. I think my role right as a satirist um, is to make people think about the issues.
0: So you would never think about running for political office yourself. That's
1: what I'm. Yeah, right. that's where I was going to go. So I mean, the question that you then pose. Um, to a certain extent uh, implies that uh, I have to um, you know this there's is an issue that I feel passionately right. about at the time I feel passionately about a lot of issues and I feel passionately about uh, I, I feel not passionate about a lot of fucking issues what's an
0: issue that you feel passionate about
1: I'll tell you about an issue I don't feel passionate
0: about. I love to hear it global warming why not because people die. We had dinosaurs
1: before they fucking died. Right. We fucking moved on. The basis of human beings is to adapt to whatever shit that's happening. You know what I mean? Do You yeah. think this is the big, first big crisis that we're having? Fuck it! If we're gonna, if this means we're gonna die, we're all gonna die. What's fucking? I don't understand.
0: Do you think there's a man-made uh, or men uh, to cause the people the cause of global warming, or do you think it's mostly just a natural uh, evolution of you know climate and? Uh
1: I don't know what it is. I, I, I'm just saying that you're not gonna fucking scare me into it. Right. Like, don't scare me into thinking that, ooh, in 400 years we're all gonna die and my ki- I don't give a fuck about my grand. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. Like, I don't give a shit about. I don't give a fuck about my generation. 400 years from now, fuck it. I don't give a shit. Right. Right. Dinosaurs were here. They fucking died. We're not. We're not shedding a tear over that. We just moved on with our life. That's what happens some shit happens we all die but I believe as human beings our general nature is to adapt to whatever situation and we can't Right. It's, it's what happens you know what I mean that's why you get lighter skinned people in a specific part of the world and you get darker skinned people in a specific part we just, it's just how it works so if in a thousand years we're gonna die I'm like no we're not gonna die because our bodies will fucking adapt Right. Stop trying to fucking scare me. If we we're supposed to die, we're all gonna die. If New York is gonna be underwater in a thousand years time, fucking let it be.
0: Right, 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 right. I don't
1: give a fuck, but don't scare me like this shit is you know what I mean? Like
0: yeah.
1: I don't know. I, I just I, mean, I just I just hate I just hate inheriting other people's issues. Right. Like I'm minding my own business, I got my own shit, and then you're telling me, Oh, you're gonna be a global warming i give a fuck.
0: What do you think about white liberals, uh, you know, co-opting the black suffrage, you know, the suffering of the black uh, man or or, or woman? Whatever. Well,
1: we're humans, so if another human cares about another human, right. that's cool. Right. And if another human gets the plight of another human, that's cool. You know, Do you understand what I mean? Of course. I don't see it as a, oh... You, you, white people don't understand. I'm like you're trying to understand, Right. and you you find it it's unjust, and that's uh, that's I can't say anything bad about that.
0: Right. So someone like uh, Rand Paul, he went in and. He's- he went to speak uh, in front of a, uh, a a large black crowd, and some people demonized him for that. Um, but then other people were just like, "No, he's trying. He's you know, he's yeah, yeah." He's yeah. A, I mean, listen, all
1: all all um, all major change was a collaborative af- uh, effort. Right. It's not one person or one. Se- it's you, you you need everyone to be involved. I mean, um, a, a lot of countries. Russia was involved in the fall of apartheid. The, there were European countries who were for apartheid and some who were against. It's it's a collaborative thing. It's not, right. you know, let things like that should not be seen as um, as, as in, in in a racial context. I right. think things like that should be seen in, you know, a human. Looking out for another human
0: I love it Thank you so much For being here man This was awesome dude Really Was it really awesome Or you were just saying that I <laughs> swear to god It's one of my It's one of my Favorite interviews I've ever done I, Marcus don't you think Fantastic man Thanks Thank you Thanks so much for coming in uh, Luisa Gola everybody And uh, check out uh, late. Can oh, people man. find it online? I uh, don't. I don't fucking
1: know. Don't even find me on Twitter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Leave. I no. got
1: enough followers. I don't need
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> I need some followers. Can you help me get some followers? Okay, I'll get you some followers. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, all right, everyone. That's Marcus Parks on Twitter. I'm Ben Kissel, of course. And uh, yes, of course, check out anything Luisa does. He's a genius. And uh, thank you so much for being here once again. And we'll talk to you soon.